I'm doing right now. The big V. Look, man. All right, man. Let's just jump right into this shit. <laughs> so, uh, I made my wife wake so up and drive me there anyway. You, <laughs> a major. What's up, going so? What's up, going so? ¿Qué pasó, papá? ¿Cómo estás? Any questions? Now, when you bought that, I can't believe you on Twitter. You just go with the awesome struggling over here with my. Uh, I'm going full Mr. Rogers, Evan Williams, right here. You've tuned into the Match at a podcast. Yeah. Yo, yo, yo. Obviously, the setup and look is a little bit different. As you can see, there's darkness all around us. Uh, had to do a pod from home, which I haven't done in, a, in what, like three weeks. John, I'm struggling to open this Evan Winnie, oh, wow. my brother. I'm not sure. I'm glad you decided to do it uh, on air. Yeah. Because this... I wanted to see just how badly you were going to struggle. This is, this is like, I don't understand. Like, this is like child. I think worse I than it. what I struggled. I when, I, when I was opening up the Makers 46, I think you're struggling worse than me. Yeah. It was like, it's like duct tape. This shit is like grip tape sealed, it's like almost childproof, which I guess says more about me than the fucking whiskey. All right. Initial reaction. Probably so. John, do your thing with your uh, top level internet and see what the reviews are, like the breakdown of the Evan Williams single barrel vintage. Let me see what they have to All say. Right. I'm doing the John right here. I'm just... You're taking in the notes? Taking in the notes, man. Taking in the notes right here. <laughs> you know, Obviously, the start off was a little different. We always give a shout out uh, prior to the to the intro. We got to give a shout out to Salt and Burn Pod, uh, giving us a huge shout out on their pod. It's basically the best way to describe it. The, the way my wife told me to gave us the name for this podcast was... Uh, you know, it's two men talking, so it's just two men chatting. It's not a, it's not a podcast for men. So it's, it's just two men that talk about things that interest us. That's the best way to describe it. So I appreciate you. Uh, cheers to you. Uh, I don't know if I'm cheers. just. I don't know if I'm just smelling the, the fucking, childproof rubber, because I can't smell much. I don't know. What's it say? What's it say for the nose? It it's got a the nose has got a sweet caramel and vanilla contrast. Yep. Graham cracker and seasoned oak. A touch of toasted marshmallow rounds things out. This traditional Actually. array of aromas may be light in its intensity, but offers above average refinement and is surprisingly satisfying nonetheless. Do you yep. agree? I would agree with that. Yeah, I was gonna say caramel, but I didn't wanna, I didn't wanna sound pretentious because like when. You know what I mean? Like, oh no! Like that was my that was the first smell. The first scent I got was the caramel for sure. Mm-hmm. I could taste the marshmallow. It has a little bit of that of the thickness of a marshmallow. It's a uh, yeah. It's, it's yeah. Smooth, let's man. see what the palate says. It doesn't yeah, burn. The palate says aged oak. No, no, it doesn't burn. Like Maker's Mark had a little bit of a, a bit more spice. A bit more spice and a little bit of a hit of a hit to it, a little bit of a tinge, yeah. if, if if I'm using that word uh, appropriately. But it wasn't. <laughs> let me tell you. Let me tell you how, how they describe the palette here. <laughs> let me know. They may they may be stretching. They may be reaching on this one. But you you're, you're going to be the one that tells me if I'm right or not. Aged oak is most noticeable, but finds itself in balance with other complementary flavors, including caramel, cinnamon toast crunch, and the hint of pepper. 
You, you get any cinnamon toast crunch in there? There's no cinnamon toast crunch in here. I don't know. I don't know where they're getting that from. That's good. Though. I mean, it's good. You know, they could have said cinnamon. They could have. <laughs> what is this? What's the proof on this? Eighty-six proof. Yeah. This is a solid. Bur- this is a solid bourbon here, bro. Eighty-six proof is pretty good for just about any like any bourbon cocktail. Yeah. As. Most, most, if not all of the bourbons I've drank, besides the the first ones that we tried, were the which were the flavored Tennessee whiskeys, Tennessee mm-hmm. honeys, and the American honey. Yeah. Um, these are all recommended by my boy Maddie Bourbon, aka Matt Dana, that we're yep. trying to get on this show. Uh, constant uh, scheduling conflicts, so on and so forth. But yeah, this is a good one. I put this one so far right. I got to couch every every recommendation that I have for the people who listen to the show and to uh, any bourbonites out there. I don't even know if that's like the pr- correct terminology for you. Bourbonites? Bourbonites. <laughs> bur- 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 is, is, that a, is that a cult? <laughs> They're members of a cult, a bourbon cult? I mean, it's kind of it's a little bit cultish. Bourbon, bourbonites don't play. Hashtag bourbonites. Let's make that a thing. Yeah. But yeah, this one's in my top five so far. Like, I, like Eagle Rare to me is still my number one. Um, which I just bought a third bottle, but one bottle, but the second bottle is, I'm I'm selling it to my boy. You told me that, and I was thinking, like, how are you gonna make the mortgage payment at the end of the, at, you know, yeah, I know. when the, when the first of the month? Look, I do, I don't, I don't like to bring up my money, you know what I mean? Like, but I do pretty well, and I never, I never compromise any bills to, uh, to subject into my uh, bourbon habit. That's that's never a thing that happens. It's a collection of still. You have you got is that the 1920 or is that the no still the same bottle I bought uh like a month and a half ago. Yeah, you gotta you gotta get Two a month ago. You gotta let me know if you because I haven't had a straight up old forester. I've uh only had the 1920. So I'll have to my next purchase in like six, seven weeks. I'll have to add the old forester straight up. It's a twenty dollar so, bottle. 21 something yeah, like that. Yeah, these that. these bourbons that we're recommending that we talk about aren't very expensive besides that like that $180 one that I was like, mm, whatever. Not not going to do that again. I'm trying to keep I try to keep all my all my bourbons under 50. Like yeah. you And rare. you know what I'm going to I'm going to reach out. I'm going I'm going to, you know, bourbons not just made in Kentucky, right? Or or when we're talking about uh Jack Tennessee whiskey, um it's not just made in those other places. Obviously, that's like the birthplace. That's where most bourbon comes from. Right. Uh, but being in Ohio, I, I go every time I go, I, I don't even notice those, those other bourbons. And there's tons of them from Ohio, from Texas, from New York, from fucking Vermont, wherever. And it's, I just kind of just pass them over and I just go straight to, you know, all the Kentucky stuff. But I'm going to I'm going to give one of these other ones a try. Um, yeah. I never see them come up on any lists. Uh, and you know, probably because they haven't been around for 40, 50, 80, 100 years, right? Uh, but it's worth it's worth trying something, you know, a $25 bottle, $30 bottle of something that maybe we haven't heard of and, and we might be missing out only because you know it wasn't it wasn't distilled in uh in Kentucky. You think you think we do that because uh, like these are like the trusted establishment ones where like we're not giving the up and comers. You know what I mean? Because the because these distilleries or these smaller ones don't have the same history that we uh don't give it that chance. Like a Buffalo Trace is is you know what I mean? It's world known. It's worldwide. Like everybody mm-hmm. people know their their Buffalo Trace. 
you know, Buffalo Trace has their different bourbons that they make within their own company. So Look at you talking like you know what you're talking about. People know that it's Buffalo Trace. Yeah, bro. You just found out Buffalo Trace like four months ago, man. Yeah, I know. I know. And that's why it made me feel like, yeah, there's a whole world. There's a whole world out there that I don't know shit about. But, you know, it's changing. It's changing because, you know, there's a shortage with, you know, in bourbon, right? Yep. Being that these bottles are hard to find uh, mm-hmm. or they're priced at two, three, four, five hundred, five hundred dollars a bottle when they're really like forty, sixty dollar bottles. Yeah. Um, the resale market. So I think there's, yeah, that that the aftermarket is crazy. Mm-hmm. You'll see. I think you, what you're going to see if it's not already happening is what's happening with, you know, the craft beer microbreweries, that whole movement. Yep. Where you know there are people that drink the big brands, but I I got into into drinking craft beer when I was in like uh, in Washington. With, it's huge over there, and now it's huge everywhere in the country. And I yep. think you'll see the same with bourbon. People are going to start trying these names that they've never heard of these relatively new distilleries um i think that's going to start happening they're going to start giving these other bourbons a chance there's actually i'm, I'm gonna st- sorry to cut you off uh go ahead no there's actually the, this local distillery in sanford not too far uh-huh. from me that they do like everything they do uh bourbons they do craft beers they do whiskey you know we get that whole conversation mm-hmm. like every was it every bourbon is a whiskey but not every whiskey is a bourbon right is that the same is that right i said that right Sure, we'll go yeah, with it. Go with it. Fuck it. Go <laughs> with it. Um, but you, and then they do like vodka. They do craft beers. They do all these different. They do all the spirits. Where like I'm like, you know what? You're right. Like you bring up a good point. Like yeah, let's let's do the mom and pop one. You know, like let's see how they're doing it. And because like it, it takes a long time to do a bourbon, right? Like was the minimum age three years. So it's it's a process. Right. So it's, you imagine like if you you can't just open up a bourbon distillery like. And try pro because you have to have that shit brewing for three years. So, yeah, I'm yeah. gonna try some uh, some local stuff, and I want to try some international stuff. Like I want to try some Japanese whiskeys. But yeah, you know, so those are whiskeys, right? That w- that's the difference. And and yeah. you said it right, where every bourbon is whiskey, but not every whiskey is a bourbon because there's right. American whiskey, which is what we know as bourbon, and even Tennessee whiskey, and then there's Scottish, Irish, Japanese. Mm-hmm. Um, they're made differently. I, I, I. There are, I don't even know which one it is of the two that I don't like, but whether it's Scottish or, or Irish, I'm going to have to go back. But one of those two, I just can't drink. And I yeah, I yeah. want to say, I think it's Scottish because scotch, it's made right? mostly isn't out of isn't just scotch? barley. Isn't that just scotch? Or am I just fucking up right. spirits? I can't do scotch. scotch. Which is Scottish whiskey. Yeah, I can't which do is, scotch. And I, I think that's the one scotch. that's made out of like barley and it's like three times distilled. I think that's the one. Either way, it's like it's a, cr- a crazy flavor that I just can't get behind, which is why it's so much. I think people are introduced people that, that can't drink hard liquor or don't enjoy hard liquor. Right. They, they drink mixed drinks and cocktails. Their introduction to whiskey is usually through bourbon because it's sweeter. It goes down easier. It's sort of like when you introduce someone to wine, yes. they're easier wine to, to start drinking as a Merlot because it's it's it goes down easier. It's smoother before they start trying some of the drier stuff. Um it's the same concept. It's like you, it, if you're into craft beers, you wouldn't tell someone, "Hey, check out this IPA." If right. you had an IPA before, you know it's a really distinct flavor, and not everyone, that's not everyone's kind of cup of tea, you know. So yeah, exactly. Yeah, there there is a, a bunch fan, of. Though. I'm not a Scotch fan, so Scotch is like Johnny, right? Johnny Walker's a Scotch, right? Like that's right. that's a Scotch. Yeah, no, I don't fuck with Scotch, bro. I can't. Like I my so, cousin, yeah. like Carlos, would drink it. And I'm like, and be like, bro, I got this blue label. 
I was like, this tastes like shit. Like, I don't like yeah. any bit of this. Like, I just, I'm, I know it was like a hundred some bucks, but I was like, I don't like, I don't like any second of this. So I didn't, I, I was like, when you're introduced to that, like the Scottish whiskey, which is scotch, like, I'm like, I'm like, I don't know if I'm going to like bourbon, but fuck it, I'll try it. But like the training wheels that we started with was the the Tennessee honey and the American honey was like, it came off real quick. Then those were gone. Yeah, we didn't fuck around. You go back to those podcasts. We would yeah. like a bottle would last maybe th- two to three episodes. Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> that was dangerous. Yeah, it, was, it wasn't we, good for my blood sugar or my liver. I, you know what? Oh, I'm glad we graduated to real bourbon. Yeah, hundred <laughs> percent. I think I think we did the the Tennessee honeys and the American honey probably like for two months. And we're like, yo, let's just let's try this. I think the first one I tried wasn't very good, which was like that. Uh, uh, da, da, da. Not I didn't do the old Forester. It was I can't. Even, who who cares? It wasn't very good. I was like, fuck! I had to, to try another one. But yo, this one, this one is uh this one's sneaky, bro. Like it's so smooth because it, it doesn't burn. It doesn't give you that like ah initial reaction. Right. Where it can definitely uh you see like two to three glasses being drank in the pod. Well, I mean, because it's like eighty six proof, so it goes on. It's yeah. easier. It goes on easier for sure. It goes on a lot easier for sure. So yeah, man, what you been up to, bro? I know because uh, we could talk. I, I, we could do a whole pod about bourbon, but we got- yeah, yeah, no. Every time we started, we and then we it could go off the rails, and we forget about the topics that we wanted to talk about. But <laughs> yeah, uh, no, yeah. I mean, look, Tony was here for a week, uh, nine days, something okay. like that. Uh, he we took him uh, to the airport Saturday, so he's in Japan now. And Kadena, uh, but yeah, I have to hit up my brother see if that's by him. So maybe they can link up. I don't know. I think he's where's he at? Because so he's in Okinawa. That's where Kadena Air Force Base is, which is like a smaller island off of Japan. Right. Uh, And then so I'm guessing your brother's like on 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 bigger island on mainland. On on, well, I wouldn't say mainland. I mean Japan is Japan, but yeah, on somewhere. Yeah, so that's what where I'm guessing he's at. but yeah, he's out in Okinawa, which is still, I think you can take a ferry and get over to to the main island. So it's not that far off, but it's still right. a little island. I think that's like where Mr. Miyagi, <laughs> I think I saw it there's a Mr. Miyagi uh, train. If you go back and look at the Karate Kids movies, I think he was in Okinawa. So he's over there. I told him, hey, you go find Mr. Miyagi, go find where he, go sure find where he was born. Dead, I need you to find that village. Let me know if it's been gentrified. Let me know if it's been filled with gap. <laughs> And fucking yeah. whatever corporate stores. I don't even know why I said the gap gap going out of business. It is but, uh, going out of business. <laughs> it is going hundred percent. But uh yeah, so so it was fun to have him here. We were, you know, we played video games, we played volleyball, we went to watch the Demon Slayer movie. Okay. Uh you don't know what that is. Anime. It's the movie based off the anime. We yeah, yeah. we so I I saw the anime, all the episodes, and then uh we went to watch the movie on the second, third day here. Uh, so yeah, I mean, it was a good time. But now he's gone for three years, possibly three and a half, yep. because like once his three years are up over there, he'll be almost out, almost done with his four year contract. So I'm guessing they'll probably extend him and he can ETS uh, out of there. And uh, stay I told him, yeah. come, if he decides to, his plan is to get out um, already. He hasn't even yeah, like I, had like real active duty experience. Well, but I mean, like people go in with, with different. My, my plan was to stay in. Before yep. having any active duty experience. And I was on that path until life threw a curveball at me around year 11 or 12. Um, yep. Family comes But I mean, yeah. I told him, hey, look, fine. Get out or stay in. Finish your degree. Do that. Yes. And if you decide to go into the same field as what your your MOS, which is like 
propulsion technician, so working on jet engines, whatever. We're going to like Raytheon and, and a, shit like that. Yeah, you get a degree in that field because you were studying computer science. So if you can continue your computer science degree or switch to engineer or whatever, like you have options. You're set. You'll be 26 years old and you can go work wherever the hell you want. Yep. Military experience, um, uh, degree. Yeah, I mean, hands-on like, experience because these are these are contractors that work on those planes. Yeah. On the, they, they have those contracts. So it would <laughs> directly translate. And, uh, you know, the DOD fights very hard to keep those, those contracts yes. and keep that budget up. So it's not going anywhere. Like he's got, if he gets out, he's got a uh, career growth and, and, and career opportunities. That's not going anywhere. Um, so yeah, man, it was, it was, it was good to have him here. Um, I've been running a lot with, uh, um, with, with Javi. I heard some with Javi. Uh, but yeah, but on my own as well. So sometimes I run with him, we'll do a warm up, we'll do some sprints. Uh, and then I'll go off and run three, four miles on my own just because his, he's training for short distances, like for the right. sprints. And I'm trying to, I was always a distance, middle yep. distance runner. So cross country for trying sure. to get back in shape. Uh, well, so that's, been, that's, that's good. You've been in the same shape our entire lives, bro. You've, you've always been a person that's kept yourself up in a, and pretty pristine shape so i'll give you credit for that one you know what i mean yeah but running shape is not the same as like people are in shape but not football shape yeah I, yeah running I shape is like, different i did zero running i mean it gets into the single digits here <laughs> or below zero so during the yeah. fall and winter and early spring i do zero running my only cardio is i'll hit the heavy bag or i'll get on the um the uh, roar mm-hmm. a couple times a week but my last couple of months i did no cardio I mean, I did, I, I was lifting, I put on, I put on weight and it was a good weight. Cause I was putting on, like I was doing deadlifts and, and benching and squats, right. but then I went to run and my breathing was okay. Cause I had done cardio. I had maintained that my legs felt like fucking concrete. Like I just couldn't, couldn't go my lower back. I was like, dude, but how the fuck is my lower back hurting? I'm doing deadlifts. I'm doing glue bridges. I'm doing all this crazy shit. I was like, how? Nah, nah. Running shape is completely different. And it's completely taken me different. a month to, to feel like I'm actually, I can call myself a runner again. Yeah, it's a, it's a different kind of beast, right? Like it's because it's crazy. Yeah. yeah, you can do all the lower back exercises, all the all the core, all that shit. But like running is so much of a different beast. Like I would like I'm have to get up, a treadmill. Yeah, yeah, you might have to. You might have to get that treadmill. Like they got that crazy one that has like that like the professionals use that like it has like that dip to it. You know what I mean? Where like it's more, it gets more like the bend of your knee and shit like that instead of like that that straight impact. If I've you're seen seeing it, like yeah. five grand. Yeah, you're let's rich. not do that. I'm not. It's like buying a four thousand dollar mountain bike. Let's not do that. I'm not doing that. <laughs> no, I'm trying to buy it on Facebook Marketplace. Okay, so yeah. let's not talk My, about this professional. I'm not. I'm not trying out for the Olympics now. I just say that feeling of trying taking a month and a half to get back into running shape. You know what you could do just, is like just wait till 2022 when everybody's done with their home gyms and they're selling everything. Right, because that's. I mean, that's yeah. gonna happen. Like, oh my god, like they're, they're, they're doing realize, it already. Yeah. They're doing it already. I was thinking, I was like, man, Ben, if Ben would have waited, he could have found himself a good mountain bike because I'm looking for mountain bikes for Javi. Yeah. And uh, I see them everywhere, like used twice, used once. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Everyone's like, oh, the pandemic. And they bought it early in the pandemic and they still didn't do anything with those fucking bikes. They still didn't exercise. At least I got got eight rides in, which I got to get back into. I'm going to go hit the dude. Like, it's been so dry here. That like all my you've been to my house like all the the grass in front of my house has like turned into sand, bro. Shit. Like it's been ridiculous. Like it's getting out of my house, hitting going down the driveway, 
Like I'm literally like fucking fishtailing because I'm like driving in like two to three feet of f- feet of sand. Like that's a, it has not rained here, John, in probably two months, two to three months. Like until like it, we've gotten like a couple of showers, but nothing like like rain, rain. Like what we actually need, right. dude, it is dry as shit. So I, I was like, I tried to ride my bike. I was like, I can't, I can barely get my car past this shit. Like my, I can't even imagine going to like a trail where it's all sand. Like that'd be miserable. So it has to be uh-huh. like concrete riding. So I'm about to get back in it though. But yeah, man, I'm I'm glad that I'm glad that Tony came home. You were able to spend some time with him and uh watch uh Demon Slayer. Shout out to uh Danny that's uh, doing some stuff for 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 anime. He never heard of like Danny never heard of anime. Danny doesn't know anything past uh Escobar Dragon Ball Z, Dragon Ball Z Escobar and anything sports. That's it. That's his whole world. Then his kids and his wife, right? Like Escobar. Because yeah. he's Colombian. Yeah, that's it. <laughs> Jesus, <laughs> it's not. It's yes. only it's not racist because it's true. Um. So also, Colombians are as a nationality. But <laughs> hey, by the way, on, on this on this group chat that we're in with Danny, yeah, like, I fam. can't tell if he's just being really dry. Oh, he's or dry. If he's shit. being serious. No, or his, if he's his, being dry with a sense of humor. That's why I was no. like, hey, hold on. Are you being serious with this right now, or what? What's going on? I can't read you, dude. I don't know you that well. <laughs> To know whether you're trying to you're just bullshitting or you honestly don't know what I'm talking about. He uh, here's the thing: with he honestly doesn't know, like he just he doesn't like with, with with like with a lot of things, right? Like a year ago, we didn't know that much about bourbon, like we know now. The amount, like you no, know, like you don't know what you're not exposed until you're exposed to it. There's yeah, there's tons of it that he doesn't know. Like it's just not things that enter his his uh his universe, which you know. But I'm, but he strikes me as a type of guy that yeah he, he does. Whether he knew or didn't know, the delivery would be the same. 100%. I'm like, I can't can't get a read on this guy. 122%. Like, he's he's fucking with me right now, and I don't know. Yeah. Or maybe Uh I'm just psyching myself out. I think he's fucking with me, and he's honestly just asking a question because he honestly doesn't know. (laughs) Here's the crazy thing, Jay. Like, all of the above. (laughs) Like... <laughs> all of those cousin out in his group you're like stop fucking around dude yeah it's exactly what it is yo like it's it takes a long time to like wait like that you really don't know about this shit we need to have him back on because we got, gotta have that we kind of put him on the spot on the last pod want to have yeah. him on to talk about like uh because we were talking about like woke culture and shit like that and cancel culture and all that and we, we had an interesting conversation but next time we'll have him on and, and uh, we'll talk about that. But yeah, there's there's tons of stuff he doesn't like know about. Like he doesn't, you know what I mean? Like he's still learning YouTube. You know, like he's still trying to figure that whole thing out. We're like, dude, like everything is there. Like I didn't know about players at Real Madrid like before Hamas got there, like the history of it, like the true, true history. Uh-huh. Then I go back and watch like highlights of like Raul when he was there or Guti or Xabi Alonso. You know what I mean? And right. like watch all these other players. Like, yo, dude, it's like all right there. I and mean, like you can learn all the history and become even a deeper fan of them than you already were pre Hamas and pre Ronaldo. Yeah, you I know. know and so you told me, right? That was that's what got you started as being a fan was Hamas. What yeah. probably right after the World Cup thing. Yeah, because of that he got goal. Out. Yeah, because of that goal. Like I'm gonna be yeah. keep it hundred. Like when he scored that goal at the top of the box, that fucking volley. I was like, I need to watch more of this guy. Like I love soccer. I've always loved soccer. You know, I mean, even like even when growing football. up, like, I, yeah, football. I remember watching this show when I lived in Panama called uh, Futbolito, Futbol- Estrella de Futbolito, right? It was like oh, this. The, the the small court soccer, right? Yeah, the small court soccer. Face. Yeah. Yeah. So it, and it was like these little kids and they all went to like the same school. They were like in the same, they were like around the same age I was. 
and they and they play like they had their like drama. There was like the Mighty Ducks below, but like on the on the on the pitch, right? It was uh-huh. kind of like that. Like they had the kid who like came from nothing and all this other shit. So like I've, I've it's it's embedded in, in the core of who I am is is uh, right. football. But dude, like when you watch that, and I was like, oh, I need to watch more who he is. Then I then I got into European soccer. Then Mo Salah, which is why I'm a Liverpool fan. Right. And you go back into Liverpool the history fan, of it. Li- yeah. We'll go back into the history of Liverpool and all that shit. It's like all of it is right there. Like you can watch. It's not just like word of mouth of like, oh, these players were like this. Oh, I can see what uh, Rude Van Nistelrooy was like or uh, fucking, you know what I mean? Like, uh, you know what I mean? Like any uh, fucking That's uh, right. guy that Nistelrooy. Yeah, you go back and watch what uh, Thierry Henry was at Arsenal or. You know what I mean? Or the, the Flying Dutchman when he was before he got sold to the Manchester flying United. Flying Dutchman. We had yeah. a conversation about this. You're like, yes. who the fuck cares about the Flying Dutchman? I'm like, dude, don't, don't ever very, say those cuss words around me again. It was very dismissive, and I apologize for those kind of terms. But you know what I mean? Like, it's YouTube is incredible with that. But yeah, man. Um, for us over here, uh, we bought another kayak. We tried to go kayaking on Memorial Day. Mm-hmm. John, before I go into like my my like what I've been up to. Do you like it when people say happy Memorial Day? Because I find it really awkward and uncomfortable. To tell you the truth, uh I don't give a shit, man. Right. I saw your I saw your I saw your uh my tweet. Your, was it your tweet? Yeah, yeah I saw yeah. your tweet. I don't, so you're, I don't, on, you're not on Facebook anymore and you don't really no. use Instagram. So I saw your tweet and uh, I was like uh I hope this dude doesn't go into another fucking tirade and nah, have no, like no, no. eight tweets. I keep uh, it very very small. It doesn't bother me. It doesn't bother me because we have it's not an intention, fake, right? No, no, it's, it's not intention. You know, and some people just do it because that's like the culture now. To mm-hmm. like, we've been at war for so long. Uh, it's yeah. people. I don't know if people realize that we're still at war. Like, you know, we, we're yep. still at war. Yep. 100%. And um, you know, it's it's like the the whole I don't know fake patriotism. Maybe that's the that's the correct term. Um, where people want to just be like, thanks for your service, thanks, you know, and thanks for this. Seems like that. indoctrinated patriotism. Right. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. That's exactly what it is. Right. So. They don't know the difference, right? I know the difference, and and I probably wouldn't have known the difference had I not been in the service. Yes, that's so. So, I have to like kind of put myself in other people's shoes, and that's that's the the frame of mind that I the point of view that I look at it from. I'm like, you know what? If I wasn't in the service, I probably wouldn't have dig, dug deeper into what does Veterans Day mean, what is Memorial Day, Armed uh, Forces Day, what is it? Yeah, Armed Forces. What what are the differences, and why? You know, so. I, I don't I don't give it too much thought. I don't get upset if someone says thanks for your service. I don't freak out. I'm like, oh, I was like, no, thank you. It was nothing, whatever. Like I just yeah. go on about my day. Just always, thank but, them and then go uh, on. You're welcome. I, I always say you're welcome. Yeah, I yeah. just say thank you. I just thank them right back. I'm like, oh, thank you. Yeah, I just say you're welcome. I, I'm very much uh, Maui from Moana with that shit. I'm uh, waiting for the day where they go. No, thank you. I go. No, 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 no. Thank you. I just want to go back and forth. No, 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 no. Thank you. And all of a sudden it becomes an argument and shit. Hey, no, no, no. <laughs> Fucking no. Thank you. Thank you. No, goes my <laughs> fucking stare at him right and don't even blink and shit. Have like a stare off. You gonna thank me again, bitch? Thank me again. <laughs> You're so crazy psychopath. Look, that's just gonna look creepy as fuck. On the, it is, I'm, right? I'm a hope. I'm hoping that's a thumbnail for YouTube. That shit will be terrifying. <laughs> oh, these guys were arguing the whole pod. <laughs> that's what I'm gonna do. You know what? I'm gonna I'm gonna have to find where in the podcast it was. I'll actually create the thumbnail. And we'll 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 uh, put some some text on there. Thank you for your service. <laughs> thank for you happy for, Memorial Day. Yeah, ha- thank me for my service. 
<laughs> but yeah, man, um, we went try to go kayaking on Monday on Memorial yeah. Day. And it was it was a fucking dud. So we try to go to this place, which are like the best springs in Florida, Silver Glen and Ocala National Forest. We go there and we get there like they open at eight. We get there like at nine, nine fifteen, maybe nine thirty. Ninety cars ahead of us, John. Nine zero, sir. And the parking lot was already full. And Jesus. The guy, the like the parking attendant or whatever was like, look, there's 90 cars in front of you. Parking lot's full. If you want to see water, you're not gonna see it till four or five o'clock. <laughs> what? I was like, all right, so we're just gonna turn around. We try to go to this other springs, ends up being sixty dollars, right? That that we're supposed to pay. We didn't pay that. Mm-hmm. Spoiler alert, we didn't pay that because it was ten dollars a person plus the car, not counting the kayaks. And it was seventeen fifty to go kayaking. And it's a four hour, it's a four hour kayak uh, experience excursion, and it doesn't leave you back to where you started. So you're supposed to have a second car or a shuttle bring you back. <laughs> like fuck wow. the entirety of this conversation. I was yeah. like, now we're we're turning around. Like, no, who the fuck? Oh, you so the lady goes, you can bring a second car. Who has a second? Who has a second car that's able to tow kayaks? Like you. So we're supposed <laughs> to have two trucks, bitch. Uh-huh. <laughs> You know what I mean? Like, what the fuck? I'm supposed to have two sets, two sets of fucking kayak carrier. What do I? I unclip my kayak carriers from my car, put yeah. them, pack them in my kayak, so that I can just. Yeah. I set fucking them up on fold the up. Car, I fucking fold up my kayak. I ranger roll my fucking kayak. Get the fuck out of here! Jesus. It was. I was like, no. And then we go get, to the, get yourself an inflatable kayak, and then you're good. They have yeah, those. They they do have those, which I would never use because what if I don't you like? That shit. What if like you rub up against some rock and all of a sudden look the navy seals have inflatable boats? Get yourself some Kevlar, Kevlar (laughs) inflatable kayaks. Yeah, exactly. I'm pretty sure that the inflatable kayaks are not made out of Kevlar. And also, if you see them, they only use it when they inflate. It's not like they inflate them back up. They put them up on the beach in every movie I've ever seen, and then they leave them there. I've never seen them go back to those to those boats. Have you in any movie? Not once. No, but I know yeah. someone who was a uh, uh, he was on the the boat teams that uh, exfilled and infilled some of the uh, infiltrate uh, exfilled the uh, the Navy SEALs. I always see them puncture it in the movies. Like they all right, got to put this. Yeah, up. they weren't. Dri- they weren't. He wasn't driving inflatable boats. So <laughs> yeah, yeah. So it's oh. a totally different thing. So not getting yeah. an inflatable kayak. So then we go to a third place. Ends up being a lake. First of all, kayaking in a lake isn't the same thing. You're basically just doing a circle. And I had a terrible experience because I couldn't get, even get my ass into the kayak because uh-huh. I got a, I got a, a secondary seat and quote unquote non slip tape and I slipped right off that bitch, fell in the water like three times. I was like, you know what, fuck this shit, uh, not doing, <laughs> not doing this at all, not doing. It. I was like, nah. I was like, babe, I'm sorry, we're calling it a day here. And then we just we I was at, I was after like three hours of like of trying to find these different places to go to and. First of all, it was like an hour and a half there and driving all the way back. I was like, fuck. So we're going to try again tomorrow uh, to go to the Silver Glen. Saw a video of it. It looks fucking amazing, bro. So we're going to go check it out. Hopefully. Hopefully it we'll works see. out for you. If not tomorrow, sometime this week, for sure. Trying to go before the kids get out of school because then that's like peak season. Oh, it's still not. They're still not out of school over there. Not June, uh Next week, I think, up here. Oh, okay. June 8th, they're out of school. Yeah, so I got last day was this last Friday, so he's been out of school all week. 
Wow, you said that. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no, he's good. He's he. Hey, look, it's crazy because on the weekends he'll wake up early as shit, and I'm like, dude, let me sleep till nine o'clock because mm-hmm. I'm tired. Right. And then you know we get up, we'll make breakfast together, or you know make pancakes, eggs, whatever. Um, but he's been sleeping in. I'm like, I've been letting him stay up a little bit later. This weekend he stayed up really late. You know, Tony was here that he wanted to stay up. Yeah. But like 2:30 was too late for him. I'm like, you're 12 years old. 2:30 is, is late. Don't try to wake up at nine in the morning after staying up that late. Like you stay your ass in bed and get your rest. Yeah. You're already gonna be short. You don't need to make it worse by not <laughs> getting the rest you need. You're not getting the adequate amount of rest for sure. That's funny. Well, yeah, man. It was a it was a good weekend though. Like uh well, it was it was an up and down weekend. Um my uh my father in law uh had to put down one of one of their uh my father in law and mother in law had to put down one of their pets, which is never never easy, you know. Um been there many times growing up. It's a painful, painful experience. So you know what I mean, like thoughts and prayers out to them because I know what that's like. That shit is a monster, but that shit you're never prepared for it, especially like when it catches you by the blind side, you know? Like when the pets are older, it's one thing. When like when you just find out, like, hey, guess what? All these things are wrong with your with your pet. It fucking hurts, bro. It hurts. Yeah, man. I mean, snowball's turning fifteen this year. They yeah. those dogs are supposed to live like twelve to fourteen years. Mm-hmm. So I mean, I see it. Some 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 nights I just get up and walk around in circles. Yeah, I'm like, uh, I saw it last year, and that's when I realized uh, dementia might be setting in. I don't know, something's going on with him. Yeah, but he he acts normal otherwise. Like that that happens every now and then. And then like we were walking him yesterday, and he started kind of like hop, like just like like sort of like you with your big ass head being top heavy. Like he was just falling yeah, over was, to one side. Uh, I was like, whoa, what's going on, dude? If you, like, if you see, that's why I always like roll my shoulders forward so I support my neck enough. <laughs> To, yeah to so that sure. that stuff i i hate i hate it because you know he it's walks more gingerly and and he's yep. a little dog as it is and i'm hoping that it just happens in his in his sleep and you know if we have to put him down we do but because there's no point in trying to have surgery like dogs mm-hmm. aren't people where like they realize oh you got to stay in bed and recover no they're just they're dogs they're, they're just dogs yeah. try to keep doing whatever it is they're doing and instead of him suffering whenever that point comes we'll, we'll have to handle it then Dude, I'm a freak show. Like, I'm a freak show about my dog and my and and our cats, or our dog and our cats. Like, dude, like it's been so hot here that like, uh, Drax's paws have like gotten calloused over and almost like to the point of like hurting where like he doesn't even let's touch the paws. Damn. So I, I legit like it's been so hot. Like, it, dude, and it gets hot like at nine o'clock, right? So we can only like walk him in the grass and like if he when he touches the sand, he literally almost like yelps and jumps off of it. So I'm gonna keep it a buck. I bought him some shoes. I was about to tell you, get him some damn boots. Yeah, yeah, I got him some. I got him some boots. Melanie goes, "You're fucking ridiculous. No. Why are you gonna get him boots?" I was like, "His paws need to be protected. Like, we won't walk barefoot out there. We need to do the same thing for our dogs in the winter when yeah. that concrete or the ice. Like, I'm like, just put them on them so they can go out and use the bathroom. So yeah, you do what you yeah. gotta do, man. Yeah, we bought him some. Uh, I think they're called like Kumis, K Q U M Y, and I, I like had to like measure his paws from front to back and side to side. And I bought them, and then I did like how to, did all the tutorial of, like how you're supposed to do it. Where like one one boot a day for four days, and then the mm-hmm. fourth day you just let him walk around in it. And I walked him, right. and he was fine. Like the first time I ever tried to put it on, I did it stupid. Like I put all four on him, and he's just walking like I don't know what's going on. Like he's just like he's walking like he's never had legs before. So we did that, but yeah, it was it was dope, man. Like I walked him yesterday, 
We were able to walk him around noon where usually he wouldn't be able to walk. But they do they do have a little bit of weight, so he was like more tired after his walk. Uh-huh. And uh yeah, it's it's crazy. It uh but yeah, man, it was a good time. Uh, yeah, don't 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 let her shame you because you got him some boots. That's necessary. Yeah, no, definitely. That was definitely necessary, especially like how hot it's been. Wait a minute. Let's get into yeah, let's get into the main the main topic of today's pod. Now it was a long catch up, is what we do, man. Yeah. <laughs> it was a long catch up. Uh but yeah, so look, we we're we constantly it feels like we talk the overarching uh theme of this show sometimes is like mental health, right? And the importance of it and the expression of it and being okay with it. Um uh Naomi Osaka, I'm mm-hmm. in my book, right? Like take that with a grain of salt. I don't watch much tennis to begin with but is the world's best tennis player, right? Like she beat uh, she beat the GOAT, kind of forced the GOAT to retire. So like, okay, I'm kind of done here if I can't beat Naomi um, and Serena Williams, right? Like when you, when, you, when you beat the best, to me, you are the best. Like all these other people are just like are the vultures and prying off what she got to accomplish that not, not many other women did. And she had to uh, withdraw from the French Open uh, due to mental health reasons. Now, John, you read the articles, and I read the articles you sent me, mm-hmm. but I wanted your take on it as far as, like, what you thought about her being fined and what what the media backlash mm-hmm. has been or, like, and, and so on and so forth. I want to take your quick thoughts on that. Yeah, man. She, uh, I think she did this preemptively where last week she said that she was going to skip the press conferences uh, for her own well-being uh, and I think uh, you know media members asked or tweeted at the uh, the, the person that administ- you know the administration for the, uh, the FFT French or Open. FTF yeah yeah and uh, they said that she would be that she would be penalized and of course you know come to find out it's, it's going to be $15,000 for refusing to attend uh, these post-match press conferences and I think on Sunday uh, after her first round to win all these tournament, these big tournament, the Grand Slam uh, directors decided that, you know, uh, that they were going to penalize her. Uh, like they unanimously decided if she decides to skip these media days, they're going to penalize her. Yep. And uh, so she preemptively, I, I don't know if she reached out to them in private that that hasn't been released. I haven't seen anything about that as far as, Hey, I need to skip these days. Or if she just went ahead and, and tweeted without, letting them know, Hey, I'm going to take this. I'm going to not attend these press conferences. So I was, you know, I find that curious because I, I would like to know if she actually reached out to them mm-hmm. and they said, no, nah, you still got to go. And then right. that's when she decided to go public. Not that, it, not that it matters, but it's just a, a different, I think it, it gives the story a, a different, uh, different legs, a different, different lens. Yeah. Yeah. But uh, at the end of the day, it's for her mental health. And she said she's been dealing with this since she beat Serena since I think 2018. Yep. She won the U.S. Open. She um, beat her idol, right? Like she beat the woman yeah. who she looked up to. Like that's 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 yes. got to be tough with tough to deal with within itself. She was like 19 at the time, right? She's 23. Yeah, she was like, no, so she was 20 child, at the bro. time. Yeah. A child, like yeah, a child. And, um, I'm look. You and I, we I think we're both on the same page on this. Uh, you know, I try to 
we have too many topics that we agree on. So I try to bring topics right. that we disagree with so, so we can make it a little bit interesting instead of like two assholes just agreeing with each other. Like, yeah, yeah. Okay, good. You're my yes, man. I'm your yes, man. We're good. 100%. All right. I'm running for president. Um, <laughs> but, I'd, you know, I'd, I'd but I, you know how I feel about mental health. Yeah. Uh, and she's 23. And regardless of how, you know, how good you are at, at whatever profession you choose, like people still have insecurities. Yes. And she wants a human being, a, right? Yeah. And she won as a 20 year old and she's been dealing with that for 20 years, uh, for three years now. And she wants to skip, uh, skip media appearances. Like people are there to watch her play. And then, you know, I've, we yeah, know I've press conferences, right? I never find, I never shit. find anything in press, in press conferences. Uh, wait, um, I want to call bullshit on that. You were on Rob Font's dick uh, after his win against Cody Garbrandt. So on, little, on Rob Font. He's like, oh, this guy could be Jesus. This oh, is how positive oh, yeah, yeah. he's being. All right, so I just want to want to like hey, just, hey. Just... the answers he was the, the answers he was giving he was right. being complimentary of, of of the person that he beat and right. it wasn't a press conference it was like the post fight interview all right okay. so gotcha. the, yeah the post fight interview <laughs> all right um and actually UFC press conferences are probably the most interesting to if you're yes. gonna watch one watch the UFC press conference hundred percent yeah uh, the, break out, go back and watch that Dominic shit. that Dominic Cruz uh after he lost to Cody Garbrandt it was one of the yep. best post fight press conferences aspiring almost like the Tim Tebow after he lost like those are press conferences that like stand out there's been a handful of them that stand out but for the most part 99.7% of them are utter bullshit yeah it's just oh they tried hard we tried hard she tried hard I tried hard he tried hard you know what I mean like it's it's very much so coach coach speak as they say yeah and and obviously when you're talking about like tennis they're not interviewing your coach it's just the the, the player the athlete right. and the questions are, you know, uh, you, you lost to this person previously. How does it, how do you feel going to this match? Do you still, do you feel confident? Are you second guessing yourself? So someone who's already dealing, already dealing with mental health issues or like anxiety. And then she's being asked those types of questions to introduce even more self-doubt regardless Mm -hmm. of how good she is, regardless that she's won three or I think four grand slams now, she still has those self-doubts, which is why she's, she's always, she said that she was always wearing headphones um to dull the anxiety to dull the anxiety so she doesn't have to deal with that mm-hmm. um so it's it's a known thing it's not that it's not like she's just putting it out of her ass to say oh boy you know i have mental health uh issues and i i need my privacy and so that's the type of questions that she gets asked and i just again i don't get anything out of press conferences and if all the questions that are going to be asked for the majority are just questions like we just said that are going to be kind of qu- Questions that are that are going to bring self doubt into the athlete's mind, and they're not. What are you going to get out of a press conference? You just want to get a soundbite. Like, um, like being like, like not even playing the the media media's advocate because I think they do a job enough. Like, what? How does those questions help the fan understand that 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 player or that team any right. better? You know what I mean? Like, yeah. oh, you lost to this person before. Yeah, but like, what is that? You know what I mean? Like, that has no bearing on what's about that. You know what I mean? Like, yes, I have that. You know what I mean? Like, it doesn't. It's not a question that helps me understand that player. Ask him a question about strategy. Yeah, like, are you gonna like? Yeah, exactly. These are reporters allegedly that know tennis, right? So, right. like, oh, if, do you think your backhand, you know what I mean? Like, or would be more sufficient than your oh, whatever the fuck? Like, yeah, over your overhand. Like, have you worked with somebody? Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Like, have you worked with somebody who's a uh, shit like that? But. I don't, I've never gone out of my way ever. Like I was actually talking with Danny earlier, like the press conferences we could think about in the history with like coaches or players are like, are maybe five Marshawn Lynch. I'm just here. So I don't get fined. 
I was about to say she could just say that. I'm just yeah. here so I don't get fined. But she, like, that's she, what they... Yeah, she could just say like it was just it was just weird. Like, especially reading the article where like where they break down the questions that they asked her, like all these mm-hmm. questions are just right. like meant to make you question yourself. Like, I don't how does that how does that improve the player? Like, oh, you've clearly lost to this person before. This this mm-hmm. this person's beat you every single time. What are you gonna do now? Like, well, thanks, bitch. I hadn't you know what I mean? I appreciate you bringing that up and then writing a story based off your own question and not my response. Right. Right? Like, it's... Uh, I don't know. And I mean, she she's dealt with it before, right? I think uh, that same article that you're referring to, the one, I think it's the one I sent you on Vice. Yep. Uh, the different types of questions that she gets asked. In one press conference, she said that she told, uh, I guess, one of the handlers at the press conference, one of the art organizers, that she felt like she was about to cry and they escorted, uh, escorted her out of the uh, the interview room, um, so it's it's again it's not something new. It's look, I, and I I know she's gonna get pushback because you know you got guys like Piers Morgan, who I don't I don't know what that dude's talent is. You know he's a he he, he talks shit. Zero. That's his talent. Yeah, zero uh, zero talent. And uh, he's he's mocking her and questioning her. So obviously you know she she stood out. She she's she's been a, a loud. A voice for Black Lives Matter and the Black Lives mm-hmm. Matter movement, and you know, obviously wearing different masks or different names of yeah, that terrible question that she people got that have been killed, and that yeah, yeah uh, was that in the same article? Yes. About yes. what? What's the what mask are you going to wear next? Or I can't yeah. wait for the next mask. I, I can't. Yeah, when she was wearing the mask of a person who had been uh, killed, murdered, uh, un- right. yeah, murdered, yeah, I, yeah. yeah. And I like, think D- Darren Ravel says. He says, we can't wait for the next name of a murdered person you put on your mask. I mean, I don't think any person in the world had had that thought, but apparently I, I don't think the person that asked her that or, or the, you know, because it was an Australian player who was being interviewed who said, I, I trying to guess what the name is going to be on the mask every single day. I can't wait for the next mask. Those that's those are her words. Yeah, I don't think that she meant. You don't. Probably. You don't know. I don't. You could say I don't think she meant anything by it, but maybe she meant something by it, and then she was just trying to mask it with like just a comment. But I, it just—it's a weird comment. Like I can't wait to see what name you're going to put on on your mask next. Like of a- it's it's a weird. Th- yeah, it's definitely a weird thing to say. But like in this case, playing like the ad- the devil's advocate for that is like if if that's not news that you get in Australia of like all the names of of unarmed people, unarmed black people who have been killed. Yeah. You don't. You're not thinking about it like, oh, like you're just thinking about like, oh, and it, you're just thinking like it's an honor. You know what I mean? Like, oh, Australia that's cool. was also a place that banned guns, right? After yeah. there was a a huge yeah uh, no, it was, yeah after there was a shootout at a school like yeah. thirty years ago or twenty something years yeah. ago, they banned guns right away. Like, not you're not this isn't this isn't happening again. Yeah. So it's not like it's not in the reality of what the world they live in is. They don't mm-hmm. know about mass shootings. They don't know about unarmed unarmed killings because everybody's unarmed. You know what I mean? So it's not even like cops pull somebody over, like, oh, they don't have a gun. All right, cool. Um, but yeah, it's 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 weird that you have like we don't even want to make or share the comment that Pierce Morgan said. That's that's a classist thing to say. He's a terrible fucking human being. Look, I'm I'm going to say it because you're going to say I'm looking at the tweet and okay. Pierce Morgan says, Well, I don't know what comment, but he says Naomi Osaka is a petulant brat who can't handle criticism, but he's also the same guy who walked out of his own show. 100 percent because he was Projection. being criticized by one of his co-hosts yeah. about something that he said about Meghan Markle. Yeah, because uh, Meghan Markle past. curved curved him. It was like, nah, I don't, I don't, want, I don't like that kind of energy. And he's right. been a little bitch ever since. No, yeah, exactly. Like, so he's gonna say she's a petulant brat, 
who yeah. can't handle criticism, but he walks out of his own show because someone's giving mm. a mild pushback. Mm. Not even something, just a mild pushback on a show, but obviously, I'm Pierce Morgan. What are you doing? How dare you? How dare, dare you? you? Yeah. How fucking yeah. dare you? Yeah. I'm glad you did read it. Thank you for doing that. Because he's, yeah, there's no talent there, right? Like, it's always weird exactly. how uh, these people project so clearly, but then, you know what I mean? Like, it's it's so fucking, it's so strange, bro. Like, it it serves no purpose only to themselves and to appease other people who are weak-minded in that way, mm-hmm. right? Because you don't understand the strength of an athlete at the highest level to come out and say, like, look, I struggle with mental health issues, too. That that kills the stigma. Like, oh, it's it's just people who have nothing. Like, no, man, me- mental health gets everybody. Like, yeah. Robin, Robin she Williams. is at the top of her game. Yeah, and- you got Robin Williams. You ha- you know what I mean? Like, to exactly. the darkest, you know what I mean? Like, you have... Mm-hmm. uh fucking who's the, you the chester cook? from lincoln park you have chester yeah, chester betting you know what i mean like you have these things like people at the top of their level at the top of their game struggle with it so it's 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 a lot more common than people make it out to be We're like oh i just i got over it nah man like you you struggle with it every day you fight it every day like look i go to therapy twice a month so i'm a huge advocate and, and i was and i i wasn't thrilled because i don't want anybody to have mental health issues right like you don't wish those kind of things on anybody but the fact that she did it I was like look like this shit i don't like it because it it feeds the darkest sides of me like you constantly telling me what i'm bad at isn't what i want to hear right and and that might be unfair to you but like if your questions are just like oh look look at all the times you failed like how often would like if you had a friend right if you had a friend that only pointed out your failures how often how long would that person be your friend I don't know. We've been friends for 25 years, man. <laughs> no, I point out, I point out your shortcomings. You know what I mean? Like that's that's all. Emphasis Look, on you're the, just you're just masking it. That's emphasis just on the short. Yeah. Yeah. But it's not. You know what I but mean? But it's like, true. It's, exactly. If if that's all someone does, like there's only so much people can take. Yeah. Um, or if you have like you if you have those conversations with friends that like always want to one up your story, right? Like you're telling a story like something that happened. Yeah, you know what I mean. They're like, oh, oh, well, okay. This is a person that I'm clearly not gonna have around in my life. You know what I mean? Like, we we're brothers and we give each other a hard time about everything. But it's like if you were telling, you know, if you were telling me some shit that I was it was really happening, I was like, yeah, but John, something worse happened to me. You know what I mean? Like that 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 would be like, okay, well, you're clearly have no empathy and only care about yourself, you fucking right. narcissist. Yeah, like that's not that's not how it works. So like, if I'm telling you, hey, John, like, yeah, I, that, that was a cool web that you designed, but you probably could have done this better. I would have done it like this. I would have done it like that. Instead of like giving the credit, like, yo, man, that's, that's dope. But what, like you could, the way you could approach it is differently. Oh, but what do you think about moving that font here or doing that? You know what I mean? Like you could approach it different where you're, right. comp- where you're giving constructive criticism instead of just like, nah, man, that looks like shit. The last, the, the last website you designed was better than this. Why don't you do it like that one? You know what I mean? Yeah, like, but I mean, but obviously that's that's the whole point of those press conferences. They're trying to get a sound bite. Right. And then worst case scenario, like to the detriment to of the before, she cries, she has to run out, and then they have a story to write about how yep. she broke down and couldn't take it. So either way, strong enough, yada, yada, yada. they get something to write. Yeah. No, it's um, yeah, no, it's it's weird, dude. Like the like we're actually watching this this documentary, this five-part documentary on Netflix called Trial by Media, right? Mm-hmm. It's interesting. It came out last year, um, okay. and it's just like how media dictates everything and how how it has to like feed itself and the reality TV reality civilization. Yeah. That's not even a word, but I'm I'm rolling with it of of everything, right? Like where everything has to be like a soundbite, everything has to be clickbait, everything has to be this to the mm-hmm. detriment of of athletes, right? 
where like athletes are looked at are looked at as not human beings, not not mm-hmm. people with feelings, with families, with kids, wives, husbands, and all these things is like they're just looked at like, oh, you make money, you should you should be happy, you should be able to handle all this. Like, no, they're still human. Like all these things are still true. Like they're yes, they make yes, they make money for a sport fact, but they also have feelings, they also fought their entire lives, dedicated themselves since they were children. Like the like the girl who she beat the shit out of when she was ten years old, and like had a clip like, "Oh, I'm disappointed in her." What the fuck? That? Yeah, Julie Adibaba, right? Was El, that El, El Baba? El Baba? I don't El know Baba? Her name. El Baba. It's in that Vice article, yeah. I believe. Well, we'll and I on you it. on our yeah. YouTube, Julia. we'll put we'll yeah. put links to all these articles that we're citing. Shout out to AP, mm-hmm. APA citations are gonna happen on our next YouTube one, but no, uh. No, probably not. I don't even remember how to do APA, but yeah, man, like it's it's this this click this necessary necessity for clickbait is is something that really needs to be addressed, which it never will, right? It'll only get worse because the the media machine only knows how to do more of what it's doing, right? Like, yeah, and it got so much worse with the inter- the advent of the internet and uh-huh. social media and Twitter making. At first, it was like what 140 characters. Yep. Um, now it's two something. Yeah, it's yeah. clickbait became huge, and now I mean Huffing. Uh, one of the articles we have is from Huffington Post, and they're one of the the worst. Um, clickbaity violators of, of clickbait stuff. Yep. But, I mean, that's if you don't do that, then your articles don't get read, yep. and you know that's how these places get paid now right? they have articles and then they have advertisement on these articles and then the advertisement if no one goes to your article you don't get paid from yeah, you might get on these advertisements yeah um but that's what it is it's it's about drawing eyeballs not necessarily about good journalism yep mm-hmm. hey, look, this I is like- off topic but uh glenn greenwald is a you know the guy who broke the story for Edward Snowden. the one guy who's known because it was him in, in partnership with a couple other people yeah. um the most outspoken guy. the most outspoken yeah. one yeah yeah he uh he's a fucking like i i, I don't know he's 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 uh gone completely whore. right-wing yeah yep. conservative he's going on fox he's going on uh uh, Tucker Carlson, he's going on uh, Laura Ingram, he's going on everybody's shows. He's like gone full this. right, yeah. He's gone full right. Yeah. He's made he's he's on track to make like $2 million because yep. he, he, he left the, he left the, the Intercept, which he co-founded. Yeah. And all he says now is that their editors are all like, they love Democrats, they're yeah. liberals, they're, they're they woke liberals, yada, yada, yada. Yeah. These are, and, and two of those people that he's talking about are people that he co-founded the the, the this media outlet with uh but so he left he went to substack which is um it's almost like saying it's almost like patreon but for writers it's like yes. medium um yep. and he's got 20 to forty thousand followers and you get paid anywhere from five dollars a month to more That's... depending on what kind of subscription you have so you do the math you know Minimum five dollars, twenty thousand subscribers. That's a hundred grand minimum. Yep. And that's if he only has twenty thousand, and they would do. And that's do a the month. Minimum subscription, and that's, that's a, a month. month. Yeah. So he saw the money, and uh, he left, and then he's going to the talk shows. And, that's where the money is. Yeah, and and I'm like, wow, that's who this guy is. So even this dude is just uh, like he was outspoken before. He would rub people the wrong way, but now he's just like peddling conspiracy theories. I'm like, oh, so much for him being a. Uh, a real journalist, mm-hmm. you know. I'm glad he broke the Edward Snowden thing, but 
that's about anyway, it. I went off track with that, but yeah. I'm, no, but yeah. that that goes back. That goes back. Glen 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 World. You actually kind of tied it in, and I'll and I'll bow it up for you. Is a uh, Glen Glen World became like a, a clickbait. Yeah, Greenwald became a clickbait person. Where like, oh, the the look at the left is canceling humanity or some what you know what I mean, or some wild shit. And then, and then it's like he's canceling. They're canceling your whiteness, or like just clickbait stuff that has nothing to do with anything. And like, it really has no basis for it. There's no evidence, but because he has this one article, or this one huge breaking news thing that he wrote years ago, you know what I mean? Like that he latches onto that his name's attached to. He's right. looked that up upon this thing. Well, yeah, and it goes back to that that whole thing, right? Where like the media is itself entertainment, and then they have, but they have to like pry off the bones of celebrities, right? Of yeah. of people with names because they themselves don't have a name, right? Like Glenn Greenwald has a name because of Edward Snowden. Like right. he, if there was no Snowden, there's no Greenwald. Who he probably writes a bunch of articles and stays on the left and doesn't make any money, and then sells this sells this soul out later. If a story comes off that oh look see the left the left is wrong and becomes that person. I mean, Snowden was his big one, right? He was doing he was doing good journalism before Snowden during the Bush era, you know, yep. with with all the crazy stuff that was going on Guantanamo and everything. Yeah, else. Donald, yeah. Runs, Donald Rumsfeld shit. Yeah, he called out a lot of stuff, but the notoriety and the money wasn't there, right? right. Like that's that's yeah. the, where like he had to he had to if if what he's doing was was cool and accepted by mainstream, he wouldn't have to open up his own. Uh, found his own company in the intercept right he would have been working at new york times or something established and like oh go ahead glenn write whatever you want well that was one of the the things that bothered him too uh he wrote a he wrote a piece on uh joe biden's son i can't remember Uh, hunter hunter biden and uh his co-founders who were also editors uh wanted to edit his piece they they, and he said that's the first time in seven years since we founded this this media outlet that you guys wanted to edit my work. And he, he obviously didn't like that. And you know, his, his, his argument was, and, and maybe he's right that they wanted to uh, edit all the stuff that was, uh, that made Joe Biden look bad. And so, you know, that was his beef with them saying, well, you guys are allegedly you, records. We don't not, know. Allegedly. Right. right. You're not unbiased. Uh, you just, you know, you're just democratic. Uh, you're just, you're just uh, cheerleaders for democratic for, right. for Democrats. And so, what does he do? He just goes the opposite way and becomes a cheerleader for the for the conservatives and starts weird, right? conspiracy theories. Like that's I mean, weird. Like you, either you become you... a real journalist, or I, you know, you can't have it both ways. Are you a real journalist, or you're just a cheerleader for the other side? Yeah, it's weird. Like how, like oh, the 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 left is doing this to me. So I, I've I've called out the right for twenty five years or whatever yeah. the fuck. The the left calls me out one time. Like, hey, look, none of these things. Can we get some sources for this? Nah, I'm just gonna write it. They wanted more facts. That's they what, wanted that's more facts, right? They, yeah. they wanted more sources. Like, nah, I'm just gonna write it. Like, no, you can't just fucking write. Oh, that's that's that that opens us up to slander and libel. Like, that's 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 the that's defaming your character, the, the son of the president. Like, take a little bit of understanding of that's what that is. Mm-hmm. And like, he just wanted all that stuff. And it goes and again, it goes back to like the media asks these questions and writes these stories to to make themselves a celebrity, make themselves the martyr. And that's what Glenn Greenwald did, and that's what I feel like the the women, the people. I'm assuming it was women. Uh, the people who asked Naomi Osaka these kind of questions, like, "Oh, you've lost to this person. You've this is how you failed. This is how you done it. Oh, I'm gonna make you cry. Good. Let me write a story about how I made you cry." Where like anything, anything and everything has to be a story. Look, I'm cool with interviews, right? Like one-on-one interviews uh, that tells me about the the player, the person, and all that shit. But after a match, after a game. 
Like I've never, I've watched hundreds of Real Madrid games. I've never once seen a press conference. I've never once, I don't even know what Zinedine Zidane sounds like, bro. I don't know what, I don't know what Ramos sounds like. I don't, what Hazard. I know what his headbutt sound like. Yeah, that shit is crucial, boy. That is the the bad guy. He credited the shit out of that Italian player. But yeah, like, I don't give a fuck about any of that stuff. Like, I'm there for the entertainment of the game. Like, yeah. And I understand that these players get paid a ton of money and all that shit, yada, yada, yada. But like, the, like, these weird questions, these prying, like, those questions serve no purpose as to the match. Like, oh, like, you had, I know you had it. Like, here's a good question. Like, you had an injury in your last match for your wrist. How are you working on that? Like, is that improving? What what serves? Or, you know what I mean? Like, even that, like, oh, well, I'm working on it. You're not going to say it because then that gives an advantage to your to your opponent. But those kind of questions make sense. You know? And maybe Mar- Marshawn Lynch was right this entire time. Was like, you know, I'm just here so I don't get fined. That's yeah. it. Like, Look, And she could do that, too. She could just go on there, grab her phone, be like, next. Okay. And then they ask you whatever it is to ask you. And then you look up. And you just say, I don't know. Like, don't even listen to the question. I'm just, yeah. I don't know. Is she gonna get fined? Like, she, she has to be there, and she has to give an answer. Yeah, it doesn't mean it has to be they anything. Don't, they don't have to like her answer, but you know, and, and she didn't do that. Instead, she said, Hey, look, I'm, I'm, I'm dealing with stuff, and and so I'm gonna skip them. And obviously, you know, she said that it, it she meant well, but obviously, it took attention from the tournament and from other yeah. players, so she withdrew. Uh, which was, she didn't have to. But because they made a fucking circus out of this. Yes. Look, this this Julia, um, the person that you're talking about, Julia, Julia El Baba, a sports journalist and former WTA player who got her, ass, got her whooped. ass whooped. Ass when they were whooped. 10 That's... to 12 years old, yeah. they played and, and she would get beat. Yes. Um, she says she's not surprised or she's she's disappointed from yep. her, uh, by her, her withdrawal, but not surprised. She said if Osaka was struggling with her mental health, she shouldn't have played in the tournament at all. So that another tennis player could have competed. She's been struggling with mental health since 2018. Yeah, so you, not, she should just not enter any tournament. Yeah, she should just never you play. You, met, you don't, you don't, you don't deal with your mental health by avoiding everyone. Uh, and I think she said it herself: tennis is a lonely sport. It's just yep. you. You don't have a team. You have a coach who fucking like just they Fills you. They they ex- yeah they push you and they expect yep. the most out of you. And it's just you. It's not you and your other teammates. Yep. It's just you. If any mistakes are made, it's just you that you can't get the serve right. You're not fast enough. You're not strong enough. You're not listening to your coach's strategy. You only have you. Yeah. You only have you to blame. Yeah. yeah. And uh, so for her to say that she shouldn't have joined a t- tournament because she took a, a an opportunity away from another player, like you, it's the second you best player, it's the best player in the world. Yeah, you the don't just it. not show up. Yeah. You don't. You don't. And she's already an introvert uh, by her own admission, Osaka, yep. uh, Naomi Osaka. She's not going to then withdraw even more from the rest of the world. That's not going to help your state of mind, your well-being. Yes. Um, that's only that's only going to make you a, a shut-in. Like, that's just – it's stupid, right? Like, it's, it's – Yeah, so for her to say something like that again – look, words matter. Words are important. Just like that comment by by uh, the Australian tennis player about, I can't wait what ne- what mask or what name. Pier- or Pierce Morgan saying she's a passionate brand. Yeah. Exactly. Like – the way you say things matters. If you mean something, make sure you say what it is you mean. You know, she left herself open for interpretation. I don't think Naomi Osaka left herself open for interpretation. She said she what she clear. said yeah. and very clear about it to the point where she had to withdraw. The uh, I can't pronounce the zoo's name because it's in French. Giles or Giles or Gilet. Gilet. I say Gilet. Gilet. Yeah, let's go with Gilet. <laughs> we go with Gilet Mor- Morton, Morton. I don't know. 
Anyway, he said last Thursday that they would penalize uh, Naomi Osaka. But it was like, uh, it was weird, right? Because it was weird that like, because the media was like, hey, you're going to penalize her, right? What she did wasn't like, the media egged that on. Like, who knows if the media doesn't pry and ask those questions. Right. If, if what if we don't know, right? Because like mm-hmm. you said at the beginning of this, like we don't know what the conversations were behind the scenes with like the management and the people and shit like that, like the, the association and all that. So she goes, look, I'm struggling with this. These are the issues that I'm having. But if you're getting asked by 40 fucking reporters, you're going to penalize her. Well, the books is you got to you got to penalize her. Then like you penalize her 15 grand, which in for a lot of for her might not be that much money. I don't know her bank account, but that's the 15 grand is 15 grand. Right. If that's what she's supposed to be penalized. But that's being egged on by the media. And then so then the thing is, is like it's a damned if you do damned if you do moment. Right. Because you could you could say, like, look, I'm struggling with my mental health. Then when she comes back and tries to do these press conferences, you know that's all they're gonna ask about. Right? Hey, are you are you are you okay now? Are you are you gonna have another break? Like I can see the questions, right? Because I know what I know. Look, I I would just say uh, that's that's um, between my therapist and I. Next question. Yeah, and I'm here. I'm just here so I don't get fined. And so what what I find you know it's ironic, and we were having this conversation before that that same guy who him and then the other grand slam directors decided to find her uh he they finally gave a lengthy statement he, he gave a, a pre-written statement he got up in front of, of the press a, a lawyer written statement yeah yeah after after her announcement after she she announced that she was pulling out of the pulling herself out of the uh tournament and conducted a press conference in which he read out a statement in French and English calling Osaka's withdrawal unfortunate and wishing her the quickest possible recovery. Then he left without fielding any questions from the press. Weird. So at the very least, Naomi Osaka at least gave the press, uh, you know, he a heads up saying, hey, I'm not going to be there to answer questions. This dude who's addressing a pretty important moment yes. in their tournament, mm-hmm. right? He's, he's uh, the head of the Federation, the French Tennis Federation, has a prepared statement Right, his lawyers wrote it up because they don't want to get in trouble, and people are, of course, expecting to have Ask some questions, questions fielded. Yep. And all he does is he leaves without fielding any questions. I don't think the press was expecting that, so he did the exact same thing that Naomi Osaka is being penalized mm-hmm. for. Yeah. The reason why, and he, because he didn't want to deal with that, she has mental stress. He he's not going to lose his job, but he what mental stress does he have? Maybe right. he has some too, but instead of admitting it, he just walks out and, and doesn't mm-hmm. say a damn thing. Yeah. Weird how that works, right? Who's penalizing that dude? It's it's always like uh, uh, he's the head of the federation. I want some fucking answers because yeah. this is a real issue. Yeah, a player being like asked questions that are gonna make her doubt herself. No, I can understand why she why she would skip those press conferences. And if you're just gonna ask some dumb question that gets gives me no insight, it's, it's I also weird, right? Why you have to ask for those? But if you just made a decision on penalizing someone and taking mm-hmm. money out of their pocket, mm-hmm. and then you just walk away without asking questions no that's unacceptable <laughs> here's Come what he, and, and i and i and i want to you're right though like there's these there is these moments when like i hate that i agree with you and i just want to like continue what you were saying like it's weird that like how often we ask all these questions of the players but one like the people who can make an actual change, which are the presidents of the federation the owners of the team so on and so forth right. they get to come out and just say their prepared statement that was that was edited re- rough you have rough drafts and all these things and then just get to walk out right like where the the players and and all these and all these other all these other people personnel always have to answer tons of questions that and so like there, there was here's a perfect example of what he could have done like look this is what this is what i'm going to say in the first question like look 
the, the questions that are being asked are, are clearly unfair, have nothing to do with the game. And maybe we need to, and obviously the media isn't going to say it, right? But you have to understand that the player is the content, right? Like I've never watched, I've never watched a single match for like a press conference after. Or, I've or never give, watched a football game because I want to see one of the fucking Roonies. Exactly. I don't, you know what I mean? Like I've never, I'm, I don't give a fuck about the, the, the team who owns the fucking, uh, the, I've never want to see John Henry on Liverpool. I don't give a fuck about any of yeah. those people, right? Like I'm watching because of Mosala, Saudi Mane. Uh, if you go to Manchester United, maybe Marcus Rashford. Uh, you know what I mean? If you go to, if I watch Barcelona because of Messi, I, should I watch his highlights? He's one of, you know what I mean? Like those, I don't give a fuck who the president is. Right. So the people who can actually make a change to not to for them not to be questioned, mm-hmm. but the players who are just like, yo man, I'm just I'm just playing out here. Like that's you know what I mean? Like it's 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 weird how that why that never happens. Right, like when you have like example like a Kyrie Irving at the beginning of the of the basketball season, like look, I don't want to do fucking press conferences. Stephen A. Smith comes like, you have to do these press conferences. He should he should be fired. He should be banned from basketball if he's not gonna do all that. That mouthpiece. Uh, yeah, like Kyrie Irving. Kyrie Irving is a person who himself struggles with mental health issues. Who does a ton of things for his community. Who does a ton of who donated a ton of money to the uh, Dakota Access Pipeline. Did all these amazing things, right? Like those are things that are like are covered briefly, but it goes back to like, oh, but he's not doing press conferences, or oh, he's a little bit different, right? Where like it's yeah. it's said like those sentences are said back to back. It's not even a sentence, like a fucking comma. Where yeah. like, oh, he does give money, but hey, but this he's a problem because he speaks his mind. He said Boston is racist. Guess what? Boston is fucking Boston racist. Is racist. Boston's Boston is racist. Boston's yes, they are. <laughs> 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 I someone from Boston that don't admit that shit. Yeah, Boston is racist as shit. Like, but, so like all these things are brought up. So it's always when when it's brought up, it's like it's always looked at as like, oh, but you got money, yo. Like you shouldn't you shouldn't be complaining about anything. Like, yo, but the one who signs my my checks is who I have the issue with. Right. Uh, you know what I mean? Like they never get to answer for anything because they're the owner. Like, what is what is the French tennis federation's president doing to help the the world's media uh ask better questions or understand that how to keep it about about the sport? And not about the mental health, you know what I mean? Like, what are the, what is the Australian Open president? What is fucking Wimbledon's president? What are all these presidents doing to help? Because these are human beings, but they're just looked at as cattle, and they don't matter. Yeah, you know what I mean? This is weird, bro. It's weird. Like, it, it's it's so it's so many levels and tiers to this shit. Like, I, you, I feel like we go on about this for like another hour, and we'll probably have a separate conversation about a separate situation in a in a couple weeks that happened. You know what I mean? Because Kyrie's struggling. Oh, you know what I mean? Or Naomi Osaka is at Wimbledon now. And mm-hmm. like she's getting attacked with all these questions by a barrage of questions that don't mean shit to the sport, that don't improve her in any way. Just right. belittle her. It's weird, man. It's fucking weird, dude. <sighs> I, I, and again, it's ironic that you have these two guys, one in, in, in Piers Morgan, saying what he said about her, calling yep. her a petulant brat. But doing what he did when he received some mild yes. pushback yeah. on his on his criticism uh, of uh, uh, a woman of color, yeah. Uh, before weird how, Naomi, we have both of those are both that there's a commonality there, right? Right, there is a commonality yeah. there. What we're not gonna it say it. We're not we're not gonna say it. But hey, it's by the way, I could totally drink like another one of these, but I'm not the call. What, what hey, one of the questions I think one of those questions <laughs> asked of her was about <laughs> we didn't even cover the questions asked. Was about her identity. It's like, yes. why is her last name Osaka when her father is Haitian? Yeah. And I think she responded, she's she, she's mild. Why does says, that matter? Oh, 
we're recycling a joke from 2014. Everyone who was born in Osaka, their last name is Osaka. But like, why why are they asking those questions? What does that matter? Phil, it's it's it, I don't know. I think I, look, we're gonna have a podcast here soon about uh, the different questions that happen to people of color, right? The the justification and the uh, like the questions that we get. Right, like you being we, us both being Hispanic, we'll we'll talk about it as ourselves, right? Where like, oh, you don't you don't talk with an accent, or why is why do you say your why do you spell your last name like that? You know what I mean? Or why do you you know what I'm saying? Like, hey, right? Like we could go, hey, we could go, we could no, go deep. No, on this. look, actually, I had some crazy. So Javi had an award ceremony on Friday, his last day of school, right? And I was looking at the kids and their last names. Yeah. And I told you I'm in a I'm in a small city, Strongsville, suburb of Cleveland. 97.3. Yeah. You, you keep saying 97. Maybe I said that one time, but it's like 93% white. Yeah, Might yeah. as well be 97. Yeah. Yo, I mean, the, the names. So there's a huge, huge Eastern European uh, oh my community God. here. And when I, mean, I say community is because they were they 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 settled here in Cleveland. Yeah. And then in certain suburbs, Parma, which is adjacent to where I'm at in Strongsville. Mm-hmm. Um where Parma's more the working class neighborhood. And then this one's a little bit like, it's just like the next year up. Right. Uh, but it's still a huge Eastern European um, just uh, heritage and roots. And I was looking at those last names and I'm like, look, it, it, it's the thing that we talked about. We're like, when, when, when Republicans or conservatives need more white voters, this next group becomes white. They yeah. weren't white before. There yep. were ethnic groups from yes. from wherever Eastern Europe or yes. from wherever you immigrated from, but yep. now we need you, so you're white. And of course, they self-identify as white because yep. they've not been accepted as part of the American like, culture and, and yes. all that stuff. Yeah, like if but, when you were Italian American, you were exactly. Italian American, but now you're white. Yeah, but that, yeah. So I was looking at those last names, and I'm like, man, like looking at those names, I would think I wasn't. I was either we got invaded. By East, by by like this is still 1980, and yeah, the USSR, Cold War actually yeah, yeah. the Cold War actually broke out into a real fucking war, and uh, the Soviets a won. Of, a lot of Red Dawn type shit, and the so- Soviets <laughs> won because those last names were like, how yeah. the fuck do you pronounce a C and a Z and an H and all these names? Like, where's the where are the vowels at? How yeah. do you pronounce that? Yeah, and uh, it was crazy. I was like, oh shit, right? there's a. I knew that there was a lot of Eastern Europeans here. I didn't know there was that many. It's like, oh fuck, like I don't think we're in the U.S. anymore. This yeah. is middle America, and I don't see any Smiths. I don't yeah. see any Wilsons. Johnsons. Yeah. No, I don't see that no. shit. No, it's weird. It's <laughs> weird how that happens, right? Like, that was, look, that was, that's a deeper conversation we'll have on another pod about uh, the, the, how, I guess I want to, I, wa- I want to make sure I say the homogenization of all those names where they just become one thing, or like the all just uh-huh. become white, like you kind of lose. And it's that thing where, like, it's and my, my wife and I talk about it all the time, like, because you know she she has a degree and so she has her bachelor's in sociology. Mm-hmm. So, like, where it becomes this, it, you get the benefit of of saying who you are, right? Like, mm-hmm. oh, I'm white. No, no, you're not though, man. Like, you're yeah. you're not. Like, that's just what you've been told you are because of just like you understand. Like, like you're just like one generation before. Like, your grandparents came yeah. over on the boat, and your parents yeah. were born here. Or came here when they were really young and yes. you were born in the states exactly and then like <laughs> and, but you just happen to check off this thing because that's what you're told you are like that's white isn't a nationality it's just a color like it's look like we we could it's mm-hmm. we could do this shit for another hour john but let's we're gonna have this podcast yeah. 
on Sunday and talk about this on a deeper level because like colorism and and all these things and being able to to hide your whiteness and understand that it's different you know what I mean is is a deeper conversation why is it that we always go back to race we're talking about mental health and we brought it back to Cause it, cause maybe it's, I brought it back because I talked about it. And they owe me and Megan Marco being yeah, but it, but it's and, that and though, right? Like it's it's, it's that unconscious, yeah, it's that unconscious bias because it's it's a reality of life. Like I hate it yeah. when fucking people say, "Oh, I'm colorblind." Then how do you get the stoplights, bitch? You yeah. know what I mean? Like how do you pick your clothes out? Is it all? Don't gray? be colorblind. Look at it. See it. Yeah. See the understand difference. It. Find the commonalities. Understand it. That people have different struggles because. And, they are not colorblind, and the people that, that put obstacles in front of them aren't colorblind either. So exactly. don't be colorblind. Don't say that. And don't this, bullshit. And, and, and this and stigma, and this stigma that, first of all, like as a woman of color, as a person of color, for Naomi Osaka to come out with her mental health struggles, and you know what? I'll give Stephen A. Smith some credit because he talked about it too. Because he went to therapy after his mom passed on June first, mm-hmm. uh, four years ago. He talked about it today. I just like, like giving him credit, but go ahead. Yeah, I just like giving him credit as well, but for, for anything. But for this, I'll give him credit. because like, yo, like, I, I needed help. like, And that's that's hard for a lot of people to say. Like, look, us as men, right? Us as men of color, us as immigrants, all these things. Like, mental health is one thing that's, like, doesn't get talked about enough uh, for us. So, like, for Naomi Osaka, a person at the top of her level that with all the notoriety in the world, not her names everywhere for, for one reason or another, for one side of another of the argument like that takes courage and strength right like it took me some time and you know what i mean and you're my you're one of my best friends you know what i mean like it took me some time to tell you the struggles all that that i have and the things that i talk about like imagine sending that shit to like the fucking media like the world's media like yo i'm Man. fucking hurting right now like these things cause me stress and anxiety like that's a lot of strength and power so she's in my book she's a champion forever uh she's a champion of mental health and i just hope but they won't that the media looks at themselves a little differently instead of just being fucking droids that they are and just listen to their editors understand that they probably have mental health issues as well. You know? And it's not that like mental health, when people say like mental health issues, people think like, Oh, you're, you're suicidal. Like that's, you know what I mean? Like, Oh, you're in a deep, dark place. Like, no man, like some days you just don't feel like getting the fuck out of bed and doing something. You know what I mean? Sometimes it just it, anxiety and depression, like, I have anxiety when I have to go to a new place because, like, I don't know everything that's going to happen there and all mm-hmm. these, you know what I mean? Like, these are all mental health struggles and issues. Like, it's not just a thing that, like, you're in this darkest place. Like, oh, this is weak. I, I don't know what the fuck's wrong with me. Right. You know what I mean? Like, it's strength in in recognizing that you have mental health issues. So, like I said, that's why I named this episode Osaka Champion. She's a champion in my book, man. Yeah, no, I agree, man. I agree. I don't like agreeing with you. I know. And I we, that's the one thing we agree with. We agree on that we don't like agree with each other. Hundred <laughs> percent. That's the uh, one thing we agree on forever. Yeah. My brother, I always appreciate you taking the time, man. Uh, before we end this pod, I want to give uh, the other Jonathan uh, Parrilla some credit for finally doing his first podcast on our network. I guess we're gonna have to call this a network because I think I'm, I'm gonna try to talk Danny into doing a sports pod for like for sure. fifteen to twenty minutes and and growing this umbrella, man, because. I think I think everybody should have a voice. You know what I mean? Not that everybody should listen to it, but everybody should have the ability to speak their mind and give their opinions on shit. I think that makes the world better and have the ability to have that debate and that conversation. Um, but yeah, man. So shout out to Jonathan Parrilla. Is he look, I'm always gonna ask you, is he myth or legend? 
I'm gonna I'm gonna learn this one day. And he's, I know he's, he's 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 myth, man. Okay, I'm the legend. Myth. Okay, so that's right. Jonathan, myth I probably. am legend. I am. All right. I, all right, that's definitely not a zombie movie, Danny. All right, just wanna. Yo, real, before we end this pod, and we're uh-huh. gonna. Ha- what is your top four zombie movies? I know everybody gets tough. You told me you were having this conversation with Danny. Yeah, right? and he made me mad because he made me he made me dumb. I thought and, Iron uh, Legend was a zombie movie, and it's a fucking vampire movie. Close enough. Yeah, basically. Uh, close enough. Some shit goes wrong. They're fucking zombies. Okay, those fucking dogs aren't aren't. Uh, I can't watch that. I can't rewatch that movie, John, because because Will Smith had to kill his dog. Spoiler alert. I know. My bad. I, it was. I can't. It was rough. Cannot rewatch it, bro. I have to watch Shaun of the Dead and Dawn of the Dead. I haven't seen them. I haven't seen Shaun or Dawn. Um, <laughs> uh, Shaun of the Dead, I believe, is on Hulu, or you can find it, you know what I mean, through I, your links. I have Hulu now. I got okay. the Disney Plus bundle yes, sir. Uh, last week. Yeah. Yep. And 28 Days but, Later is on there too, John. I, I that is, That's at the top of the list for me. That's my number one. Like, it, uh-huh. like that and like it, 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 I have to watch it again. I haven't seen it uh-huh. since in a long time. But to me, it's up right up there with Train to Busan. I think Train yeah. to Busan for a movie that I have to read the entire fucking time mm-hmm. because it's a, it's a Korean movie is one of the best storytelling zombie movies I've I, I I've ever seen. I, it just is. If you haven't seen Train to Busan, please go watch it. Yeah, go watch. Please it. Please go sure. watch it. But yeah, what's your top um, four before we end this? I have Train to Busan. Busan is number three. What? I have World War Z number two. No, with Brad Pitt, bro? How yeah, fucking dick? All right. Did wait, you okay. forget about World War Z? No, I didn't forget about it. It's just not. It's my number five. How did you not have that there? You had that. You have Sean. Uh, are these? Whose movies are these? The one that you sent me. Was, was this Danny's list or yours? No, mine. Tw- so you didn't even have it there. You had yeah, 28 Days five. Later. You had Train to Busan. Number three was Shaun of the Dead. Number four is I Am Legend. Also, four is out. And then Dawn of the Dead moves up to number four. And World War Z is number five. Yes. I haven't seen the, the Shaun or Dawn of the Dead. So I it's I It's a comedy. Say. It's a comedy zombie movie. Another One, one of them is. Shaun of the Dead. Not Dawn the of the Dead. Dawn of okay, the, I've seen Shaun of the Dead. Yeah, yeah, yes, yeah, yeah. It's yeah. with Simon Pegg and that whole thing. Fucking yeah, yeah, hilarious. Yeah. First of all, and Hot Fuzz. Fucking hilarious. At World's End, fucking hilarious. But uh, at Dawn World's of, End, oh fuck yeah, yeah. Uh, uh, Dawn of the Dead, the original and the remake are fucking phenomenal. Both of them are really good. But yeah, no, uh, World War Z is my number. Is my number five. Army. Uh, the whole reason why I started that whole thing. Oh was no, wait! I have seen Dawn. Of, I have seen Dawn of the Dead, and I think I've seen Shaun of the Dead. Whatever, that's a comedy. I'll tell you right now. Twenty-eight days later, World War Z. Train to Busan. Train to Busan is number two. Fine. World War Z is number three. No. Fuck. It's in my top five. <laughs> I, I, now I'm going to have to watch. Now I'm going to have to watch Shaun of the Dead because I got 28 Days Later. I got Train to Busan. I have Dawn of the Dead at number three ahead of Shaun of the Dead, whatever. Dude. But I, I haven't seen it. I, and then I have I have World War Z as four. Or so five. my number five would be whatever. I have to watch Shaun of the Dead. Yeah. I have to watch it. Now what's what's why i'd like train to busan and i have to rewatch 28 days later so that's that's up for debate i have to watch it right why i like no train it's to not Bu- up for debate you shut your fucking mouth 28 Listen, days train, later it's train at the top to of the list regardless of how, how great train of busan 
Train to, and Train to, to Busan. Busan was good. I, I recall watching it. Yeah. 50 times last year because Javi just kept replaying that shit yeah, over and, I, and over. And that's the reason why I watched it. I was like, yo, if you watch it 50 times, I clearly got to watch it. But it's it's a great look. Train to Busan is just a, a really good movie that happens to be a zombie movie, right? Yeah. Like, it's it's a like it's per, it's a good like I know it's good because Melanie had nightmares. Melanie doesn't have nightmares about many shows of many right. movies. Now she's like I couldn't fucking she's like I couldn't fucking sleep for like two days. And it's not even like a jump scare movie. It's just a really well because it looks so possible is what's scary, which is the same thing. The twenty eight days yeah. later, right? We're like, and for me, I was like putting myself in, in, in the shoes of those people on that train because I took those fucking trains. Yes. I used to go to Busan. I would take the regular train and I would take that bullet train they were on. I'm like, fuck. Yeah. I, I remember going through those stations. Oh, that movie's so good. <laughs> Look, the whole reason why that came up was because Army of the Dead was so trash. That Army of the Dead was terrible. I heard that uh, Zack Snyder did a terrible job. It Look, watch it for reference, John. I'll tell you like this. A little bit. First of all, it's too long. Watch it for reference, and then after you're done watching it, I'm gonna send you uh, the a pitch meeting thing that uh, this guy on YouTube does that is gonna make you laugh so much harder and make you realize how much worse that movie actually is. Like I'm, I'm I know I'm doing a terrible job of selling it, but okay. you just have to watch it. Like you just like because this guy like it makes he he like points out all the faults and the plot points. We're like, yeah, you, yeah, you're right. That didn't What's make the any- plot? Like, someone hires these people to go get like a a a, a stack of a cash of, of gold or money or something. Yeah, it's like two hundred thousand apocalypse. Yeah, two hundred thousand dollars. But dude, you just got You have to watch That's it. Two hundred thousand. Not two hundred million. Two hundred okay, million. Okay. But like that wasn't even like the basis of the story. It just none of it make none of it makes sense, bro. When you really start to think about it, it's okay. it's just ridiculous. It's not. It's not. Like it's semi entertaining, but like halfway through, you're like there's a there's a female actress on that shit. That's like the daughter of Dave. L- listen, man, that's terrible. Yeah, we, we, I wanted we, we to stop I wanted subjecting to our listeners to this. I don't think they want to hear about. Yeah, well, I could rant about this shit forever. All right, guys, uh, we got nothing else for you. We literally talked about almost everything on this hour and a half pod. My brother, as always, I thank you. We'll do the shit again on Sunday. And we'll try to get back to our regular routine because I won't be at a hotel. We'll, we'll try to keep it concise. Yeah, we'll try hour. to. Well, look at you, concise. That's henceforth. Henceforth is what I, for no reason at all, I just want to end it with that word. That's one word. Doesn't make any sense. Henceforth. All right, guys, we out. Peace. John, you got anything? That's I'm out. I'm out. Peace. Peace.